Uh, JT Wilcox, welcome back to the Todd Herman Show. Well, thanks for having me, Todd. JT, should um, cops and, well, frankly, should anyone be forced to shoot up with these mRNA injections? No, I think uh, we've been very plain. Uh, we, we support uh, uh, people's choice uh, as to whether or not take the vaccine. I've been vaccinated. My family is. Uh, but uh, I think mandates are totally counterproductive. And uh, I think that the governor is risking breaking critical systems like health care and law enforcement uh, for the sake of ideology in this case. And it's interesting that you say ideology. This is the voice of the boss lady of the CDC. Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So she herself admits they, they don't prevent transmission. What is where is the medical healthcare based claim to force people to shoot up with stuff that doesn't prevent transmission? Well, I think the claim that they have left, and, and I think it's true, uh, is that uh, it, when you get it, and it is likely to become endemic now, I think that's becoming accepted, uh, you know, the consequences to you are less serious. But that's, okay. that's what we're left with now. All right. Well, let's hear what uh, the boss lady of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, has to say about that. Additionally, reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Given this. So that would be sort of an antibody dependent enhancement dynamic that we're seeing. That's the boss lady of the CDC saying people who got shot up early. Israel was months ahead of us. Ninety percent of their population shot up with the mRNA injections. Now she's saying those people appear more vulnerable to severe infections. So now what's left of the argument? Well, I didn't hear her say that. I don't think, Todd. And, and uh, I, I think what, you what, and I I'm are, sorry. What, 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 what didn't you hear her say? I, I, I don't think I heard her say that it was worse because you had the vaccine. Okay, it let's, play it, let, let's play it again. Let's, let's, let's play it again. Additionally, reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Given this... So increased risk of severe disease for those, quote, vaccinated early. Yeah, and I guess what I thought I heard from that, and this is what I've been reading... Uh, is that uh, your protection wears off over time. Okay. And what we're seeing is, I'll I'll give you this. Uh, This is Professor Sir Andrew Pollard, director of the Oxford Vaccine Group over in England. I think we are in a situation here with this current variant uh, where herd immunity is not a possibility because it still infects uh, vaccinated individuals. Um, and I suspect that what uh, the virus will throw up next is a, is a variant which is perhaps even better at transmitting in vaccinated populations. So we are mass injecting people with something where it seems to be the trajectory that this is actually teaching this virus how to get around these spike protein producing gene therapies. So I, I, I don't think we're that far apart, but I tell you, JT, this dictator, Jay Inslee, has no data leg on which to stand. And I want to see his legs swept from under him. Uh, so is, is his point only, JT, that people feel a little bit better when they get the COVID flu? Is that what he's left with? Well, I think a huge part of his point is uh, he knows politically it's good for him when we're talking about COVID. And, uh, you know, he brought this up 
at a moment when the national and the state conversation was all about things that were terrible for Democrats, uh, Afghanistan, uh, all of the things that are happening with uh, uh, public safety here in the in the state of Washington. So uh, I, I think he's a true believer, honestly. Uh, but I also think that he's a, a skilled politician, and this is changing the subject. All right. So I'm happy to have the conversation about public safety because I'd had your colleague, Senator Braun, on the program who told me that it's a it's a losing issue to run on crime and law and order for Republicans. That's not going to win votes. Love to have that conversation because I think you and I agree that that's probably not true. In fact, not true. But I wanted to boil this down a little bit further. Um, What are you doing to make sure, particularly, I mean, look, no one should have to get shot up with an experimental gene therapy that that the FDA only pretended to study. They didn't study it. There's no control group. So with that, what are you guys doing to make it easier for people to opt out? And what are you willing to do to protect cops and firefighters and teachers and just, frankly, everybody from being forced to compromise their bodily autonomy? Okay, well, first of all, let me just say I I believe in being effective, and uh, I have learned in the last 18 months have taught all of us that the governor doesn't listen to uh, Republican politicians. He doesn't have to. He's got the numbers on his side. It's 57-41 right now. If if we have a good 22 and we have a majority, then, uh, you know, clearly we're going to end his ability to continually issue – uh, dictates that don't have an end to them. Uh, but at this point, he's not listening to us. And there are some people that I think can be very effective. And so we're talking with uh, the unions that should be protecting their members. And uh, not all of them, but many of them have spent millions of dollars electing Democrats. So they should have a, uh, a huge voice in this. We're talking with them. Uh, next, some of the most important forms for um, exemptions don't exist yet. And we need to continue to pressure the governor to produce those forms. And so do those public employee unions and help people understand uh, how how do you explain your position in a way that will get the result that you want. Uh, I think it's very instructive that, you know, we have seen a few of these now, and they clearly are designed to make it impossible to get a religious exemption when they ask, have you ever had uh, a medication prescribed by a doctor. That's uh, an unfair question and, and ridiculous as well as being very invasive. And then we had uh, uh, Chris Reichdahl go on uh, Brandy Cruz's show and talk about the fact that they weren't going to be very selective when it came to people asking for injections. And could you just you know, maybe stretch the truth a little bit. So they don't even have a common position. We want everybody that is subject to these things to know uh, how to uh, have their personal choice respected to the maximum extent, and then at the same time make it politically harder for the governor to force people to do these things. Again, I, you know, you've heard me. I'm, I'm not anti-vaccination, uh, but I am anti uh, forcing people to inject something into their body that they feel so passionately that they shouldn't. And well, by and the way, me- let me just say this. I yeah. think the governor has been very, very uh, counterproductive to his own stated goals because he's constantly politicized this. Uh, and many of these people are not anti-vaccination themselves. They are really uh, against being forced to do something that seems this intrusive and is. Well- 
Well, I would say this. I mean, I, I've seen these forms that you're talking about that the Washington State employees. Uh, by the way, J.T. Wilcox is with us, House Republican leader, Washington State. It is Washington State instance. It's a national issue. In fact, it's an international issue. Um, J.T., the, the, I've seen these forms. And what they ask people is, do you have a sincere religious belief against these? Yes. Have you ever taken a vaccine? Yes. Right. If you say that, well, that cancels it out, shows it's not sincere. A, people's beliefs change over time. Their faith grows over time. Their understanding of faith grows over time. B, there's never been a, a mass experiment of gene therapy in people. And folks, look, God did not design your genes to produce cytotoxins. When your genes produce cytotoxins, it's a problem. These spike proteins have been shown to be cytotoxic to people. So God's plan was not for your genes to produce spike proteins to live in your brain and to cause blood clots, thankfully, in small percentages of people. But they're just as dead when they die from it. So I join you in JT in that being unfair. I want to talk just I want to talk and shift gears a little bit about what happens if you guys get a majority. Some promises you might make about injections, forced injections, about so-called vaccine passports, which are compliance documents, such as destroying the ability for any future governor to act as a dictator. J.T. Wilcox is with us on The Todd Herman Show. Northbound 5 is a parking lot from 272nd up to 405. We've got a crash on the ramp to northbound 405 from northbound 5 here that is involving a couple of semis and multiple vehicles. If you can avoid this, you should. Northbound 167 is nowhere near as packed in as northbound 5 is here. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Is fall your favorite season? Lowe's is definitely the place to get ready for it, especially during Labor Day. From fall garden gear to seasonal decor, they have it all at a great price. AM7 70 KTTH traffic. JT, I don't mean this to be a trick question. I, I just, I, I, I do this daily. You may have noticed, JT, that I'm somewhat obsessed with COVID because I believe COVID is the future of our society. I believe that we're going to fall over into a China model where we're told to do what, what, what the party wants us to do if we don't stop this. Um, does, does, Jay, does, does Jay Inslee have any idea uh, how many people were ever sick with COVID flu in Washington state? Any idea? I think it's impossible to have a accurate count of that since so many of them were uh, not uh, diagnosed. And, you know, there's lots of people who think they have it. We don't know for sure. So, no, I don't think there's an accurate number out there. Okay, so I can confirm to you that that he has no idea outside of two and a half percent of, of the cases because the PCR tests we talk about, they lead to fictional results. JT, our friend Dr. Clifford, undeniable expert in data, has shown that Washington State had no visibility into 97.5% of the tests for COVID, that they're run at 45 cycle PCR rates. Is there anything you guys can do with this? That these these numbers are fraudulent. This man has no idea how many people or how many actual legitimate cases occurred. Is there anything you guys can do with that to to call out the fact that this dictator has lied? He lied about deaths. He lied about the number of deaths. Is there anything you guys can do, even in the minority, to punish him for this? You know, I guess Todd, what what I think is people are so tired of these statistics that they're not even breaking through anymore. Uh, I, I think none of them have the credibility that, that we would like them to have. And I, I think actually this has become so politicized that politicians should quit giving advice. I quit giving advice a long time ago. I tell people to go talk to your doctor, make your choice, you know, based on uh, your condition, your convictions, and what your doctor advises you to do. 
Right, but that doesn't answer the question about is there anything you guys can do to punish Jay Inslee for lying? I don't think that most people are aware of the fact that Jay Inslee was caught twice inflating the death counts in Washington State, pretending that when you shoot yourself in the head six weeks after you had COVID, you're a COVID death. They they got caught twice in that. There's not legitimately nothing you guys can do to punish him for lying about deaths? So I I think actually everybody knows that that death thing is so indeterminate. Uh, I I agree with you. That is not an accurate number. Um, You know, but we're also aware most of us now have friends that have been either really sick or, or, you know, some of us have friends that have died. So it's uh, those that's the kind of evidence that I think is most uh, powerful to people. And so I, I don't really... Um, know that there's a, a big statistical argument that's going to change any minds. I think most of us is, have have made up our minds, and most people don't believe politicians of either side. Well, you know what, JT? If I falsify death counts in my favor as a company, if I if I, if I falsified my, let's say, death counts for a labor and industries cause, I'd go to jail. So oh, our yeah. governor can... Okay, well, okay. So our governor can falsify death counts and nothing happens? Don't you think that that is one of the major sicknesses that we have in our country right now is that if you are in the majority right now, all you have to do is come up with a story that is right for the people that are on your side. I, I, I think that's a problem in every aspect of political life right now. So do I. And what I think is the biggest problem is there's a divorce between the party and the people. By the way, you're really breathing into your phone. And, and uh, oh, I, that. I, that's OK. It happens. Uh, so, look, I think there's a divorce between the party, and the people. Um, GT, I went to I, I was put in a jail cell in in Ellensburg when I was a young kid. It's actually a funny story. Um, I failed to respond to a traffic ticket. And so I got put in jail A traffic ticket. We're talking here about the boss of Washington State with he has dictatorial powers. He's lied about deaths. He's lied about case rates. He's lying about the efficacy and the abilities of these injections. He has based this all on lies. And I am just asking flat out, is there legitimately nothing that the minority party can do to punish that governor? By the way, if it was Republican, JT, you know me. I go after Republicans for a living. That's why so few Republicans will come on the show. Would you? <laughs> is there nothing we can do to punish this man? Well, I would say that uh, House Republicans have been speaking out. Uh, pretty aggressively, and I'll give you proof. Uh, if you, you or your listeners want to go to HouseRepublicans.wa.gov uh, backslash news, you will find all of the media that our members are doing, and many of them are are you know talking about the credibility challenges that we have. And I think half my caucus in the last week has done local news pieces, uh, you know, to their to their own districts. Not a lot of them have the access to the large spread audience that you have, and they have been talking about these mandates. And, you know, I think the thing that has the most resonance for people right now is uh, we can all put ourselves in the position where if we happen to be in the unpopular side of a position, uh, now there is almost no barrier to just being made to do something that you don't want to do. And that, that I think anyone can understand is wrong. And certainly not what any of us grew up believing about America. 
Well, and it's going to lead places that I, I try. Anyone who thinks that, hey, I'm ready for this. No, you're not. It's going to lead. You continue to push people. People push back. All right, let's let's fast forward. You guys have taken the majority. Huge win. You and and your folks at the at the Reagan Fund or Reagan. I forget the name of it, but you and Kevin and the team and you guys have just put together a terrific victory. And you gain the majority. What promises will you make to my audience regards these vaccines, so-called vaccine diktats, regard law and order, regards um, to dictatorial powers for governors? Well, I think the first thing is the broadest thing, and that is uh, we should never again uh, not have a limit on the length of a a state of emergency. Uh, It's a huge flaw in our current law that allows it to go on until either the governor or the court says it's over and the courts have been very deferential. Uh, so uh, we have several bills out there already that uh, say that any state of emergency can only be extended by a vote of the full legislature after either 30 or 60 days. And that actually, I think, covers um, all of these things. And it also forces the governor, uh, whether he's part of our party or not, to cooperate with the with the House of Representatives and the Senate so that the things that he does can have majority support. Okay, so will you guys promise to make that a reality if you are in the majority? I know that you can't make people vote your way, but will this be something that's first up on the table? If you if you guys seize the majority in both houses, will you say that's first up to limit the length of time that governors get to act as dictators? Oh, I think we've made it plain that that's our position for months and months and months. Okay, good. Now, in second place in this, will you guys outlaw in the state of Washington um, diktats for injections of, of these devices if it's not to stop transmission of something that's leading to this percentage of death, something like that? Like it's, it's, it's not an incurable disease, in other words. You know, we've, I think we've got a pretty solid record, uh, certainly I do, against um, preventing – how do I say this? We've always supported people's uh, right to exemptions to these things. Right. So uh, will you guys make that, that a priority legislatively? Will that be something you do? Well, I'd, yeah, but I'd, I'd like to go through a hearing process because you left some options out on the table, too. The hearing process is how you figure out what the right options are. Yeah, look, I, I don't think that, you know, obviously the COVID flu is a 99.87% survival rate. 96% of the people die who have uh, at least two comorbid factors. 76% of those uh, had, in fact, six. I mean, this is so age stratified that it's been so blown out of proportion. Okay, um, JT, I, I hope that you will maybe consider making an appearance at one of these rallies in Olympia. There's one coming up this weekend to fight against these diktats. It would be a great thing for you to align with Tyler Miller and the base at Hazardous Liberty to get out and, and, and show this alignment. Is that something you'd consider doing? You know, I have never been a rally guy. I've got lots of people uh, in my caucus that do. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we that a caucus is a team. Uh, I'm I'm not ready to commit on uh, on rallies. Although I I I suppose maybe I've been in some rallies in the past. I appreciate the straight answer, JT. Thank you very much, JT Wilcox, House Republican leader. Go with God's good grace, JT. Appreciate you coming on.